Welcome to Paid in Puke, Series 5 Outtakes Edition. Paid in Puke is hosted by Amy Green, Christina Barr, and Jessica Baxter. This is your editor, Jessica Baxter. The following is a collection of clips that were cut for time and or not relevant enough to the film throughout our most recent series. We thought they were funny or interesting, and hopefully you do too. First up is a clip from Episode 2 of Series 5, Showgirls, wherein special guest Faye Haroff talks about Generation X's problematic relationship with pop culture, and we all talk about red flag books. Apologies for all the mic bumps throughout. We got a little excited. I actually had a dream about this. I was, like, having a conversation with a scientist (laughs) about... This is all going to sound very inappropriate. About how Generation X is probably going to suffer the worst from Alzheimer's. Not that we're going to get it the most, but we're going to suffer the most <laughs> from it. Oh. Because we're going to lose all of our pop culture knowledge. Oh, <laughs> and as a generation, sure. we have formed friendship bonds and personalities based on so- the things we know. The things we quote, the media we consume, and regurgitate and the nostalgia that that surrounds it. We just grew up on that. And, you know, I, I feel it even now, just like, oh God, what was that thing? Uh, I used to, I used to know that. I used to love it. Ah, <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, and it's oh like, my God. like a little piece of you just goes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's like, tragic. I can't remember the actor's name. And then I'm just like, oh my God, what's happening to me? Yeah. What's happening to my memory? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank so, God we have these little devices that can immediately right. solve that problem. But I, I do feel a little, like, sense of failure every time I have to look something I know, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really prefer to, like, I know I'm going to get it. I know yeah. it's going to come to me. Yeah, you we know. used to be so proud of her. I mean, you know, all <laughs> that, we were trivia champions. All that, all that storage up there was for like song lyrics, actors' names, and like movie quotes. And that's right. like, that was our three categories. <laughs> and you could like go to someone's house and like scan their DVD collection and know immediately if they were cool and if you were going to get along. <laughs> I know, right? They have posters they had hung up. Yes. <laughs> People don't really display their media anymore because like just it's, books, I guess. That's the yeah. only thing. Yeah. I feel like you can't really get as much from books. Right. Like no. the books people have as much of their personality. Although there are red flag books that you can immediately draw mm. some conclusions. Yeah, but. what are they? I'll take them off my shelf. <laughs> 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 well, I do think like you prominently displayed David Foster Wallace. <laughs> yeah. Prominently displayed Bukowski. I was gonna say Bukowski. Oof. I feel like those are the only two like true, true red flags. To yeah. Me. Well, I'm yeah. Rand. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, some people say Lolita, which I'll... No way. No, I don't think that's no. a red flag at all. It depends. You just have to talk to them about what they get out of it. Talk to your peers about Lolita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your take right. on it's Lolita? Right, it's like with, like, Fight Club, you know? Right. Like, it, it can't you, you need to ask further questions, you <laughs> yeah. know? Anybody can love Fight Club in a good way or a bad way. Absolutely. <laughs> but DVDs used to be, like, Moulin Rouge. That was, like, Ooh. if someone had that. Or if even they had it out, like... 
I just watched it for the 20th time. We were going to have a problem. You know, and another sign of aging is, like, I don't care about Moulin Rouge so much anymore. I'm not going to watch it, but I don't care if you like it. To me, that doesn't mean you're a bad person anymore. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're a good person. I mean, I will will die on the Love Actually Hill, though. I will send you over the cliff if you love Love Actually. Oh, oh, my God. I thought she was dying over Love Actually. I I mean, I'm saying that that still, to me, is, like, the Moulin Rouge of the day. Yeah, like, sorry. Yes. Okay. Wow. We were so scared. Oh my no. god. Sorry, sorry. Who is this lady? I don't even phrase, know you anymore. I phrased that so poorly. No, it's, okay. it's no, no. Anti. Anti. Right. Anti. Anti. Um, yeah, that movie is trash. It's indefensible. Yeah. Totally. Love it's actually really trash, trash, right. trash. 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 Not for you. We will never even hate Paul. Yeah, no, we wouldn't hate Paul. It's It's disgusting. Next up, we have a bit from the Series 5 opener, Promising Young Woman, about the car smashing scene. It's a film we could have literally analyzed frame by frame. I think it was one of our longer episodes for a single film. Special guest Logan Green pipes in with their usual supernatural insight. When she smashes the guy's car up, too. That's an interesting scene, because it's obviously not premeditated. What compelled... Was it just like some dude was like... Rude and sexist, and then she's she sitting in her car. I was like, wondering if she was doing that on purpose because her head was on the steering wheel as if she had like dozed off or something. I think she was just like not doing good, had a lot of anger, and was <laughs> yeah. just like dying inside until the light turns green. And then the dude next to her was rude, and she's like, All right, that's it. I'm smashing your car, you suck. I think you're right. Yeah, she was like just at a light or something. And then she just got lost in her thoughts. Yeah. And he got mad because she didn't go right away. Even yeah. though it didn't affect him. He was in Like, he could have just easily gone around her. And pulls up and stops. <laughs> to yell at her. He could have just keep he going. That's very strange. I could never confront anyone about something. I have had people go out of their way to be extra shitty <laughs> on the road. I think they both happened in Virginia, actually. Dudes followed me to yell at me about oh my, my driving. Oh my god. I had that happen once. I was a smoker and I threw a cigarette on the yeah. window. Oh gosh. The guy followed me to give me a lecture about so it. So much That's commitment. I, I'm like the opposite of <laughs> It's a good thing to do. It's yeah. fucking yeah. Yeah. like, you shouldn't, and I've done yeah. it too, and like, you shouldn't throw cigarette butts out the window. But uh, no. like, you shouldn't, you also shouldn't follow people. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying, it's fucked up. Yeah. You shouldn't, yes, yeah, yeah. littering is not good, but. Yeah. So is. Like, yeah, traumatizing someone is much worse. (laughs) To quote Jumbelini, you could pour soup in my lap and I'd apologize to you. (laughs) 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 I know. Thoughts and prayers, Jumbelini. But for real, these. Yeah, it's an interesting scene. It's funny that she has a tire iron. I don't know that I do. Um, I don't know what that is. Something to do with the tire. Tire? <laughs> yeah, but she gets out of the car and starts beating the windshield. And he's still yelling at her the whole time instead right. of just driving off. Like, he's so like, committed you know, to using her his car. Right. And then my favorite part is right before she smashes his windshield, he tells her to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> oh was, and she's actually sweet. being so calm. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's like a Terminator. <laughs> yeah, hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> I slapped you to calm you down. I did have a little fun fact about that. I read in an interview with Carrie Mulligan. They did three takes of that, that and she thought time. it was so much fun and she wanted Aww. to do more takes. <laughs> and then I was like, we don't have our cars. <laughs> She had some fun on that movie. Yeah, it sounds like she had a, a goodly amount of fun. Even in scenes that didn't seem that fun. That could have gone sideways, though, like yeah. with the guy. Luckily, he drove off. That was like the one thing she did that was unplanned. Pretty much everything else she did was so calculated. Was calmly, yeah, calculated. So much is happening, I need to get my anger out. You suck. Get to smash your car down. He really did suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she did that. That scene of her just like in the middle of the road with the tire iron in the suit, like it was That's a great shot. It kind yeah. of reminded me of it cranes, the falling shot. down or something. It is a lot like that. Why is it all these men that get to do that? They get to snap male revenge genre. True. Yeah. I love it. Love to see that. Femmed out. Yeah, and then when women are unhinged in movies, it's sort of like throw a tantrum or something. <laughs> yeah. The crazy. I'm sure he does call her crazy. Oh, yeah, crazy no. I'm <laughs> and I'm sure he remembers that as like some psycho girl oh, yeah. destroying my car for no reason. For no reason, yes. Yeah. I was just yeah. at a stoplight and she <laughs> got out of her car. It was the craziest thing. The next clip is also from the Showgirls episode. Faye talks about how she bought the Windsor Pilates system after watching an infomercial that starred Elizabeth Berkley. And Elizabeth Berkley said that she used Windsor Pilates to get in shape for Showgirls. I remember watching an infomercial for Windsor Pilates. <laughs> oh my god, I remember. You remember that one? And I ended up buying the Windsor Pilates set because I, 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 I did Pilates for a long time and, they, you know, it was good. But Elizabeth Berkeley was on it and she was talking about how it was Windsor Pilates that she did to get in shape for Showgirl. Wow. <laughs> Every time I watch the movie, I think about that. I don't know why, and I don't know why this is relevant, but it's just like... That is very... That's, that's a fun fact. Yeah, yeah a fun I, fact. I guess I'm just like, <laughs> Pilates to me, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not low impact. It's, it's hard, but it doesn't involve a lot of thrusting. It's just... It's, she wasn't doing Pilates in the movie. She no, just no, did no, it no, to no. prepare for the movie. Know, I, just, yeah. I, I think about it every time. I'm like, okay, and then, you know, lower and stretch and work your core. And then I'm like, and this will really help me with my thrusting. Yeah, right. like, Are you like, huh, ha, ha, ha. ha. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like this. <laughs> she was also, like, 20 years old. So that's the, probably oh, yeah, right. I guess yeah. there's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much Windsor Pilates I do, I'm never going to, like, Sprout six inches. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna get twenty years. <laughs> oh, she's so long and lean. She's yeah. like a beautiful, a beautiful horse. <laughs> She's like, like a beautiful, beautiful horse. horse. <laughs> I think that was in the script. Like a beautiful horse. Yes, she burst right. through a volcano. Right. Bejeweled and besparkled. Gallops Just in front like of a oncoming car. Like a young girl's <laughs> dream of my little pony. <laughs> oh, yeah. She didn't have any tattoos. That's interesting. I feel like nowadays, I'm like nobody there. There were like no tattoos in that movie at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. I think Crystal had. I thought she had a tattoo. Did she? It was like on her wrist or something. Oh, like okay. Maybe that's just a Gina Gershon tattoo. But yeah, yeah, there weren't a lot of tattoos. I guess it's just a lot more common now, or yeah. they just don't bother covering them up anymore. 
I think it's a little both. I do feel like when we were younger, it was like tattoos were still had that association of sailors or something, you know? <laughs> like, like prison girls. Yeah. I would imagine that in certain shows, you probably weren't allowed to have tattoos or show probably, your tattoos. Probably, yeah. Did not conform to the uniform, as it were. <laughs> in my high school dance team, I remember you would have to take out your earrings. Oh my God. Wow. Earrings. Like, so they wouldn't like, glitter or like shine or you know if everyone had to be uniform and if you couldn't take them out you had to put band-aids on them oh my god wow that's nuts jesus let's try to control women in as minute a way as possible i know (laughs) who gives a shit i mean yeah there's that but like i felt really cute in my little uniform so (laughs) (laughs) i took those earrings out I bet you were really cute. I was back then. <laughs> oh, oh you're so cute. <laughs> that was not fishing. It was just like, <laughs> we're talking about like 17-year-old yes. me. <laughs> we're not at our peak age anymore. No. <laughs> or we are. Just I'm just kidding. Ways. Yes. If we're, we're fine wine now. Yeah. Now we're running the show. We're not in the show. <laughs> that is true. We did what Gay did. We are yeah. smart. We got ourselves yeah. a man for later. A man for later. <laughs> Shit my tooth on a quaalude. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite lines. This clip is from Series 5, Episode 3, Bridesmaids. When we were doing the lunchtime poll, and we talked about people we dated who would be cut from the credits, as John Hamm was not credited for his role as a shitty boyfriend in the movie. Amy brought up the fact that she was confused about Baxter's views on how much credit a man should get before going down on a woman. So Baxter, that's me, tries to clear things up. I feel like something that's come up a lot in our podcast is giving credit to a guy for going down on Yeah. Mm -hmm. My gross guy was like super into that. So I'm like, I never give the credit, you know, because it has a little bit that. I don't know if I've explained it on the pod before, but there's two kinds of guys who'll go down on you. (laughs) (laughs) There's the kind that will. (laughs) I'm glad that we're finally getting into this. (laughs) We need to talk about this. Yeah. There's guys who'll do it the normal, proper way of doing it, where it's just like some of the sex stuff, right? Like, (laughs) <laughs> it's something you enjoy, and I will do it for you. And then there's the guys who are like, oh, all I want to do is go down on you. I don't even want anything else. I just, oh, I just love. <laughs> it's just all, I'm so into it. I just want to see you come and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like patting themselves on the back. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like too enthusiastic about it. <laughs> and those people are usually not as good as they think they are at it. I didn't explain that well, but. I don't feel like there's a lot of guys that's just like, I don't do that. You know, like, I assume people do that. I thought that Mm -hmm. was, like, a thing that you were always saying, that, like, some guys just don't do that. I mean, I'm sure there are some guys who don't do that. Well, there are definitely people who talk about how good they are at it, and then they either never do it, or when they do it, it's, like, a huge letdown Mm -hmm. because of all the build-up that they themselves gave it. Like, oh, yeah, we'll even be able to handle (laughs) it when I go down on you. Or talking (laughs) about how much you like doing it, and then... They don't do it. And then they're like, here's like, my dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy talked about it a lot, and he was good at it, and he did it. So I, I can feel like for fun. that reason, I have never given a man credit. That's my yeah. baseline expectation is that you do it and you're good at it. I assume, like, most women give BJs. I'm sure there are women who don't, but to me, that's, like, the baseline assumption is that people do the things that their partners want to do. Are into, yeah. Know, or- 
I mean, I don't yeah. mean to give men too much credit for going down on a woman. <laughs> because you should. It's expected. It's expected of you in the same way that we're expected to blow you. <laughs> you gotta be GGG. GGG is the Dan Savage acronym to describe a healthy sexual relationship. And it stands for good, giving, and game. I think part of being GGG is not tooting your own horn too much about it. All right. All right. So I'm glad we talked because all of a sudden, like, I thought that you like credit people just for doing it at all. No, like uh, Jeff Daniels in terms of endearment. You were like, that's the only good thing about flat because they show him like goes down. Yeah, I mean it is though. (laughs) I stand by that being the only good thing about flat. Okay, that's true. He is. And it definitely wasn't like a, this is, you're gonna reciprocate, by the way, kind of thing. I feel right. like there's a lot of that, too. Like, and I'll you know what? It. To bring it all full circle, I bet you John Hamm didn't go down on her, even though she... <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not, because when he's like, do you like this? And he's oh, moving in a circle. Did he do this? <laughs> Did yeah. he do this? Probably. Does George Glass... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The sex... <laughs> The sex scene in the beginning where it's just, just like so, so many different oh, positions God. and she's just like, yeah. Uh, it, it really was... cracks me up the one where he's like from behind and he keeps blowing her hair. <laughs> that cracks me up a lot. It is really funny. Oh, Lord. Okay, yeah. I don't know how many other people out there were wondering about that, but now we've got to clear that. On another clip from Bridesmaids, we asked how in the hell Chicago became such a major city when the weather always sucks. And Amy educates us all on the origin of area codes. Yeah, yeah it's extreme on both ends. Uh huh. It's like the it's summer's like, unbearable and the winter's it's unbearable. It's never reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't even understand how anyone came to live there, let alone made it like a major metropolitan right. area. <laughs> yeah. It's like the third one. It's like a fun thing, you know, how you can tell how big a city was by the area code. Really? Well, so when they first assigned area codes, the middle number has to be either zero or one. Now this isn't the case. And the other numbers are anything other than zero or one. So the way they were assigned in the beginning was what would be the fastest to dial on a rotary phone. Which is why New York is 212. That's the fastest. Mm -hmm. So like second place, the tie is like LA is 213. And Chicago is 312, so it's like, oh. those are the, the top three, you know. Wow, yeah. that's New York interesting. Wins 212, and then tied for second is LA and Chicago. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. So Hawaii is like 808. That's like one of the slowest, you know, because oh. zero counts as 10. You just add it up, like 212 adds up to 5. That's the fastest. 909 yeah. would have been the slowest, but by then... Now, like, anything can be an area code. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't take any extra effort to dial, but... Yeah, Virginia right. is... Well, Richmond was 804. Okay, yeah. It's still absolutely. 804. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really like that as, like, just a slang is referring to cities by their area code, like the 206. <laughs> Back in the 206. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like I used to be a lot more familiar with, like, a ton of area codes, and now I'm... Well, yeah. you never have to dial a number. Anymore. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Why would you, right? Yeah. Which actually reminds me of one more fact based on fun numbers. John Hamm's house is Kelly Taylor's house exterior from 90210. Oh my god. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder why he has such a big house when he lives alone. He's rich. I assume it's just just like, because he has like a BMW or something too. He has some shitty little sports Yeah, some kind of. I don't know cars. I'm so bad at cars. Not (laughs) shitty. Not shitty. Shitty in the sense that douchey. That's what I meant. Yeah. It's a nice car. Yeah. That I would never want to own. (laughs) (laughs) 
Douchey. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny to me that, like, the douchiest cars are these tiny cars. Right. <laughs> because they'll be the fastest, I guess. Oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> we recorded the Blue Valentine episode four on the day after Army Hammer was dropped by both his publicist and his agent and fired from two movies and was quote-unquote vacationing in the Caymans. We couldn't help but speculate about what he did to warrant such a drastic Hollywood shunning. Army Hammer definitely killed somebody. Army Hammer killed somebody! He killed somebody, that's <laughs> I know. What? He well, no, we don't know yet. But... but today, his agent and his publicist both dropped him, and people are like, okay, there's something coming out. And he was fired from two upcoming movies. Yeah, yeah like, from some big movies, too. There, like Godfather. There's something coming out. They're getting ahead of Did It's that he killed somebody. It's gotta be. That guy, he's like, there's, uh, there's it's like, it's like one of those... Freezer somewhere. He's like a grandson of like an oil magnate or something. Yeah. I mean, like, there's people do not grow up normally. Yes, Army Hammer, yeah. Because I know, it's like so big time, like Getty, it's got some Getty vibes. Yes. (laughs) Wow, I did not know about, oh my god, I thought he was so... This morning, there was (sighs) announcements of, like, his... Getting dropped again. Oh, I had such a crush on him. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's not just you. Don't worry. He <laughs> had a lot of people fooled. He was very okay. charming. Very I know. Charming. The thing when he found out who Oliver North was, that was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he killed Did you guys him. know that Oliver North <laughs> was nice? <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. One of my favorite tweets that I read this morning was like, I would really love to see the look on Timothy Chalamet's face when he read about Army Hammer being a cannibal. Wow, right? The whole, the whole peach thing is a whole different Ew, thing. Yeah. Well, actually, oh, Timothy Chalamet and I think the director of Call Me By Your Name, they're doing a movie about cannibalism. What? It's like a young mm-hmm. adult book or something. But that's one of the ones Army Hammer was attached and now he isn't. Oh, he was. He was fired from that. And I'm like, I wonder if Timothy Chalamet is going to be able to do it or if he's going to be too triggered. I mean, yeah. like, I can't do this project. He kind of reminds me of somebody I know in real life. Timothy Chalamet? No, no. Army Army Hammer. Hammer. <laughs> no, I don't know the cannibal part, but yeah. like. <laughs> okay, good. It's not Andrew, is it? <laughs> no, it's just. You don't have to say. I won't tell. Yeah, wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. I'm so scared, but also can't wait to find out, like, what's what's the thing that's coming. I know. I feel bad about how a little bit excited I am. Because if someone died, that's terrible. Obviously, well, I don't it, want him to murder somebody, but something fucked up happened. Something. Well, I mean... It couldn't be just that he was abusive to women, because clearly that's not enough to end yeah. someone's career. Right. Like, right. I mean, that would have happened already. You know what I mean? Like, that's already been out. He yeah. still had his publicist and his agent, and now it's like, there's something... Hopefully there'll be some justice. I think there will be, like, because, I mean, this, I don't know. He just seems, like, so indignant with all these lies going around about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... Dude, you don't have to stay in the Cayman Islands. You were fired. Just own it, you know? Uh, I feel bad for his kids. They're like... Yeah. And how he tried to pretend, like, I'm quitting this movie to be with my family. Right. Like, there was no. an, someone replied about they were like, he hasn't seen his family in six months. Ugh. You know, you The next clip is from Series 5, Episode 8, The 40-Year-Old Version, which led to a discussion about the Flintstones and the misnomer Bam Bam Hair. Barney was like a DJ. 
Oh, it's Barney Rubble. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My name is Barney Rubble, and I'm here to say. <laughs> and of course, he's got like a stone turntable. <laughs> <laughs> And I think the bird is the needle. Aw, of course. <laughs> Gotta be the bird. That show is really funny. <laughs> that kind of it makes me like when she's like vacuuming with an animal on the wall. I feel like it's so funny. It's just so weird. I can't understand that that's society at all. Like all these enslaved animals. <laughs> My mom used to, when I was a toddler, she would do a ponytail like right at the top yeah. of <laughs> like bam bam she like called it like bam. pebbles i'm gonna give oh, you bam bam hair and but it but it's, it's pebbles like, who it's has pebbles. that hair yeah. it's such a parent like a not name. knowing what the, she's like bam bam hair that was like one of my first sentences i could say was she has a bone in her hair that i would oh, say oh, wow. <laughs> that. I was saying this, that's pebbles <laughs> no they used to do pebbles hair on me when i was a kid and that's she has a bone in her hair oh that's so cute that's cute <laughs> Next up is us making fun of Chet Hanks on our Oscar special. Did you see all the difference? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Embarrassing Chet. Hey, guys. Um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about, like, Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR-type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know me... Um, John B. Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys uh, can vibe with that and uh, get ready, you know? Because I am. It ain't white boy day, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was white boy day. Did he do something recently? <laughs> well, just like yeah. the white boy summer thing. And but then after that, he got a, a restraining order put out against him from his girlfriend yeah. who said that he was beating her. And he was like, she hit me too. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's I a mess. Just, the last I heard from him was like, he made some video like, hey guys, my parents had COVID. And he had his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was okay. like no shirt situation. <laughs> 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 the white boy told me, he's like, I just want to tap in. Like, in his videos, he acts like somebody has come up to him with the microphone. Right, as if he didn't like set up the selfie stick and the lighting or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, he's, like, such a wannabe famous person. I mean, he's got all the vibes of, a, like, an idiot on YouTube that yeah, <laughs> my kids like watch. DJ or something. I can see. That sounds right. I can yeah. see that being, like, his occupation. He definitely doesn't have a real job, that's for sure. Right. Who are you? I'm Catboy Chat. I'm here to see a little white boy summer in a major way. My favorite meme from that was someone had, like, a screenshot from Forrest Gump when... Jenny tells me as a kid, he goes, is he smart or is he like me? And then it's a picture of Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fucking funny. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Woo! In the series finale, which was a double feature of the anniversary party and pastimes at Richmond High, Christina decides she needs to look up the old Fox TV series, Herman's Head. What was a show about like the guy's personalities in his head or something? Oh, Herman's, Herman's Head? Herman's Head. Herman 
Jen's head. <laughs> that was on <laughs> HBO, was that right? No. Wasn't it? No, it was no, Fox we had too. This conversation. Yeah, it was Fox. There was a oh, similar right. HBO show, but Herman's head was a Fox show. That was like a dirty version of it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there was something. And then she the person who the voices people. Lisa Simpson was yeah. on Herman's she head. Was, okay. She was one of the. No, oh, she wasn't one yes. of the people in his head. She was one of the people at work. I don't remember who was in his head. <laughs> I need to look that up. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> that's the first time that's ever been said. What? I need to look up Herman's head. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like in the bowels of your your memory, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Traces. Finally, after we finished recording the series five, episode five, nine to five. We chatted a bit about the Britney Spears documentary that had just been released called Framing Britney Spears, along with Laura Lawrence, who was the special guest on that episode. It's also notable that we recorded this on the day when Seattle had a record-breaking snowfall and everyone was stuck in their own homes. So everyone here is on Zoom except for me, Baxter. Do y'all want to talk about the Britney thing a little bit now that Laura's seen it? I saw it the other night. I totally remember that... the news I was an asshole about Britney back then. Oh. And I'm not generally an asshole, I don't think. Yeah, it was the culture. It's really insipid. But that is like how culture just was at the time. They laughed at all the train wreck ladies and their problems. And it was all their fault. So gross. It's so gross. I couldn't believe how young she was, too. Just so young. I know. The family feud clip was really like, whoa. Like, so fucked up. It was awful. Name things she has lost this year, like her kids. Alright, Mario. You want to steal some points? Now is your shot. Name something Britney Spears has lost in the past year. Your answer? Her underwear. scenario would refuse to answer but probably not at that time but jesus fucking christ i know they never even do questions like that right like Like, pop pop culture questions they're always just like what's what kind of foods do people eat you know for breakfast like always innocuous shit like that like what do you put ketchup on or something yeah why did they decide to get so personal that time fucking diane sawyer when she's like so this lady said she wants to shoot you and Brittany's like oh that's terrible like well you can see her point well britney spears has upset a lot of mothers in this country starting with the wife of the governor of maryland who appeared at an anti-violence rally and well listen to what she said Really, if I had an opportunity to, to shoot Britney Spears, I think I would. Oh, that's horrible. Well, she, that's really bad. Because of the example for kids and how hard it is to be a parent and keep all of us away from your kids. Well, that's really sad that she said that. Ew. You know what? Like, I'm not here to, you know, babysit her kids. <laughs> what the- Fuck 
I know. Diane yeah, Sawyer was, so was the time. worst. So, well, she's a parent. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, that was a big problem at that time, too, was just parents, like, blaming everybody in pop culture for things that hadn't even happened to their kids yet. Yeah, like, my child is going to become a slut because they saw your video. I think maybe that might be A, not true, and B, if that happens, maybe you should take a hard look at yourself and why you think that's a problem and who you are and what the fuck is going on. Just why that was an okay idea. Right. Do you remember all those talk shows yeah. where, like, once a week it seemed there'd be a talk show that was like, my daughter dresses too sexy. That's like the whole subject of this show is bringing out my kid in her tube top, having everyone shame her. An audience of strangers. It's sleazy. I don't like it. I'm afraid of her reputation. She's 14? 14 years old. She's... Okay, now, here's another family problem. These two are going to get married, right? Right. He doesn't want to marry the girlfriend, and you can't blame him, if the 14-year-old daughter is going to get pregnant and, and he has to raise a little baby, I mean, it's not that time of life for him. You know, you have to say, okay, I understand that. And doesn't that worry right. you? Right. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I got a, I mean, I got I a one-month-old baby right now. I don't need two in the house. Right. Or, you know, I got my hands full right now. Is it your so, baby together? Yeah, it's ours. Yeah. So you don't want the daughter to have a baby <laughs> right. and to go through not, all of this. Right. I understand He's that. too young. You know your mom and Roger are very upset. How does that make you feel? I just dress this way because I feel comfortable. My, okay. I'm, what kind my of clothes mom, do you like to wear? Just short, tight, anything that makes me feel comfortable. But you got to understand, sometimes that'll get you in trouble. I mean, it's it, this isn't. She likes this, the attention. She just. This isn't a safe world we live in. That's so yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. Abusive. And it was entertainment. That's what passed as entertainment. My god. Also, just the fucked up thing of how Britney is basically paying for the lawyers on both sides. Of right! <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> I know, isn't there like some legal conflict of interest thing that should prevent this from happening? You sure would think so, right? This whole thing just seems so unconstitutional and illegal, I just can't even believe it exists. Right, like she can't handle her money, but she can still work? Well, yeah. Why? <laughs> it's like she has enough money that she would never have to work again. If she's truly ill and needs to rest, yeah. She just needs to, you know, not make any decisions. <laughs> I know. I love that when they had the thing of like announcing her residency and she just walked off. It was like, <laughs> that was pretty baller, and I don't remember that getting any coverage at the time. Yeah, I didn't remember that happening. I feel like it was too baller. They were like, nope, this makes her seem too cool and in command of what she's doing. Let's bury yeah, this I'm story. I'm not getting any ideas from this. <laughs> right. <laughs> This isn't supporting the narrative that we're trying to create here. My friend I grew up with, she's an editor in LA, and she worked on Britney for the Record. That documentary, it was like, it's her comeback or whatever, and her dad in it is portrayed as like this loving dad or whatever, bringing her food while she's in the dressing room. Like, cheese grits. Yeah, the cheese grits. And there was this attitude, it seemed like, oh, Britney's good now, you know, like things are going great. What a crazy lie it all was. I mean, that's such a performative move, too, of, like, an absentee or abusive dad who's like, 
I know one thing you like. Probably from when you were like three years old. It's like, I remember you used to be really into cheese grits, so I'm gonna, for the cameras, do this performative thing that seems nurturing, but yeah. really I'm like the cause of all your pain and suffering. <laughs> Ugh. So gross. I read that her sons have like made like these posts about how their grandfather is an asshole and they're really supporting that his control comes to an end and it's just so sad. Kevin Federline had like 70% custody and then when she did get to see her children, she had to be with like a parent coach that was like supervising. She wasn't able to do anything on her own. And then apparently, like, in the documentary, they said these conservatorships are... I thought they said that it's never been overturned. Nobody's ever been able to overturn it. Well, I remember that one lawyer said she had never seen somebody... Oh, yeah. ...successfully overturn somebody. And then now she's working on Jamie's case. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Suspicious. (laughs) You're pretty sus. (laughs) There's a lot of sources that say her net worth is, like, $60 million, but... I don't know that seems like kind of low for Britney Spears. It's owned in trust, though. Like, if things are owned in a trust, maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they put things in like LLCs and things like that. I'm sure there's a lot. She more. got that Vegas money. Oh, yeah. And then we don't know how many like people are on her employ. She probably doesn't even know exactly like how many people yeah. her money is being paid out to. That's so telling, too, how Kevin Federline was like such a joke for a long time. Until we decided Britney was insane, and then it was like, no, he should have the kids full-time. This guy that we've been making fun of for being a loser for the last, whatever the long they were together. It just, like, has to default to the guy being the one who can handle it. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of Outtakes, and we love you, and we will return soon with Series 6. On behalf of the Paid and Pew Cats, this is Baxter saying, lick it up, baby.